Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless all of you. Uh, the pressure way out today, truly the Lord is good and he's worthy to be praised. We thank Almighty God for all of his goodness, all that he's done for us, all he's going to do for us and through us. We bring you greetings in the name of the Lord on Je- to Jesus on to this day. A uh, beautiful day outside. Amen. The sun is shining. I tell you, I just thank God. It's a beautiful day to just give God glory, honor, and praise. Well, we're going to get into our uh, lesson for today, uh, and we just see how the Lord going to uh, how the Lord going to direct us as we go through this word of study on today. Let's continue to pray one for the other. So much is going on, so much is happening. We pray that God will watch over our people. Uh, I want y'all to uh, keep in mind uh, that the devil is is busy. He's so busy, and uh, he's on our tracks. And he after he's after God's people. Satan is after God's people to destroy them, to turn their life uh, upside down. Uh, but somebody said, "But God, uh, but God." I thank God for Jesus today that He's a He's our helper. He's going to sustain us. He's going to keep us in this present world, uh, this evil world. I was reading another day where Jesus told the uh, the world is evil. Uh, Paul said this old present evil world. But then I was reading somewhere the Lord said, "Redeem the time because the day, the days are evil. Not just the world itself. The day we we living now in the time the." day each and every day is filled with some evil something is happening something is going on lots of violence everywhere you name it shooting killing uh it's taking place and all of it all of it it stems from the heart of man if man's heart wasn't so evil uh these things that's happening wouldn't happen all right let's get into the word today and uh we'll see how the lord going to bless our soul on today uh, I want to use for a subject. I want to use for a subject. He wants all his customers back. I know y'all probably never heard a subject like that before. He wants all his customers back. Most of us can identify with uh, some of the uh, uh, the media uh, that we have we use around our houses and at home to uh, uh, enjoy uh, our, our phones and our computers and our TV services. Uh, and everybody is for me with having to sometime at some point in time change uh, who their, their media was, whether they were with direct TV been with them a while and for some reason they might go high up on the rates and so you move from direct tv to infinity and you know that you just named the social media out there that we can change and go to you can go to infinity you can go to another a uh, 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 type of services that you feel like they'll give you better rates and perhaps more movies and same thing is with our phone. Sometimes you may not get good quality with your phones. So you may want to leave uh, uh, T-Mobile, go to AT&T or uh, Horizon or uh, uh, Sprint. You name it, there it's out there. We all have made switches and changes uh, in our life uh, regarding to our, our, our media. And so my point is today is he wants us all back. And so sometimes even changing from one uh, uh, services to another one, 
Every now and then, the customer uh, at that service will give you a call or send you a letter in the mail and say, uh, we want you back. Uh, we'll give you a better service or we'll give you a deal uh, uh, if you come back to us because they, they're competing. And so you understand where I'm going uh, with, th with this right here. Uh, so I get letters all the time, even with insurance companies. Uh, when I leave one because they went up on the rate and go to another one, and after a while they'll send me a letter in the mail and say, "We we want you back. We'll give you we'll give you this rate. We'll give you that. We'll give you a bundle, a uh, bundle, a package bundle, and you get a better deal." In other words, uh, my story is, my point is, they want you back. And so my point is today is he want his customers back and. That's what the saints of God got to understand. Those of us that has been uh, delivered from Satan, that have been delivered from this present evil world, you, you, I want you to understand that he wants you back. And God's people, uh, they don't understand that. And I'm going to show you in the scripture where, where the Lord lets us know that he wants us back. All right, so you got your Bible. Uh, we won't go to the Matthew, the 12th chapter. Amen. We're going to get right to it on today. Matthew, the 12th chapter, looking at verse 43, when the Lord talks about uh, this person and, and how he wants us back. 12 and 43 said, it said, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, that's the devil. When the God get come into our lives and throw the devil out, I thank God I kicked him out of my life. Amen. When, when that unclean spirit goes out of a man, when he goes out of a woman, the scripture said he walked through what? Dry places, seeking rest and finding none. So when God comes and deliver one and deliver you, deliver me, that spirit goes out of us and he got to find somewhere to go. Notice what he said in the next verse. Verse 44 said, after he'd been gone for so long, verse 44 said, then he said, I will return into my house from which I came out. There it is right there. And so he wants us back. So after the devil have left us alone, been thrown out of our houses, he's not satisfied with being out. Notice what he said. Notice what he said. I will return. Y'all see it? This is what the Lord is saying to us. Satan is saying, I will return. And, and, and God's people have to keep that in mind that Satan, he wants you back. He wants you back. You, was, you were a good customer. He had you doing what he wants you to do. We did whatever foolish thing came to our mind and he controlled our lives and he's not satisfied with the life that we are living now in Christ Jesus. Oh, the devil is mad. And, and he said in the, he said right here to, in, his, in the word of God, God, here's what he said. Then he said, I will return. That means he wants you back, right? He wants us back. I know the devil wants me back, but you know what? I thank God for Jesus. Amen. My word is you can't have me. I don't belong to you anymore. Amen. I'm tired of that life. It was destroying me, leading me down the path of destruction. 
And so the devil said, I will return. And so a lot of saints, they walk around, they think everything's all right. The devil don't want them back. You're doing good right now, but you need, I want you to bear in mind, he wants you back in his life. He want to get back in your life. And so the devil, devil is saying that. Then he said, I will return uh, unto my house. And notice what he said. Notice the language. I'm, words are very important. He said, I will return. But notice what he said. Into my house. So the devil is, is, is really saying, you are mine. You belong to me. You are my property. I, 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 I want to dwell in you. And the Bible told us that God said our bodies is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We belong to God. My body is the temple of God, which is holy. God has created to be holy and saved. But the devil is saying, I'm going to return to my house. So he got it all wrong. Y'all follow what I'm saying? The devil, he wants to return. He wants you back. So he said, I will return to my house. See, first of all, he got it wrong. It's not your house. I will return to my house, which I can. We understand you came out. Thank God you came out from which I came. And notice what he said. And when he is come back to his so-called house, he find it empty, swept, and garnished. It's very important when, when the Lord deliver us, bless us to be able to get him out of our life. You know, the devil just don't want to go. You've seen marriages and relationships break up and the man just don't want to go. He'll put up a fight. You got to call a popo. You got to call somebody to get it. He just don't want to go away in peace. I ain't going. I've seen one man, the lady got into it and she called the police. The police came to the home and said, well, uh, one of y'all got to leave. You got to leave or she got to leave. Both of you can't stay here. We've been called out. And I've, I've heard the man say, I'm not leaving because I pay rent here. I'm not leaving. And the popo continued and said, one of y'all got to leave. We're gonna, we gonna, we not going to leave till somebody leave. We're going to take one away. The one going to be arrested. And so we, we, you see how it is even in relationship people don't want to part they don't want to leave they, they they have to be forced to leave so the devil is saying when he came in back to his so-called house he found it it was empty uh, uh swept and gunned so when we when the lord deliver us we have to replace amen the furniture that was in our house with new furniture can you say amen somebody we had to replace what was in there with something else we got to replace uh, uh that old man with the new man which is christ jesus who was created in pure holiness so he found the house empty why is the house empty when we get saved when we are delivered when we give our life to the lord my question is why is the house empty supposed to be reading your bible you should be reading your word you should be you should be feeding your spirit man your speedy or you should be renewing your mind the bible said we renew our mind daily every day i'm renewing my mind why aren't we renewing our mind why, why aren't God's people renewing their mind? If you don't renew your mind, if you don't replace the furniture that was in that house that had been thrown out, uh, you believe me, your house will be empty, it will be swept, and it will be guns. It's, it's, it's a clean house, and, and, and it's, a, it's a good setup for somebody to come move in. Mm -hmm. Y'all been to a home trying to rent it and pieces of furniture were still in there. What do you do? You throw that stuff out. You got to bring yours in. 
You won't bring your friend out. This old chill, broke down couch. They didn't even bother to throw it out to take it with them. They live in there. You got to clean the whole house because you're going to bring your stuff in. Am I right? And so this is the way our lives is in the body of Christ. We when 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 the Lord deliver us that we are able to get Satan out of our life. Thank God for that. We should replace every piece of furniture that he had in the house. Everything that he had in the house got to throw it out the house. Because we're going to bring something else in there. I don't want nothing that the devil had. Can you save man somebody? I don't want nothing he had. I don't want to sit in his old chair. I don't want to sit in his old recliner, his old love seat, whatever it might be. I don't want to sleep in his old bed. All that he had got to go. And these things represent things in our life. So all of these things got to go with him. So we found this house empty. It was swept and it was garnished. Brothers and sisters, make sure you're putting something in the house, your house, your body, the temple of God. Make sure you're putting something in there as when he go out. But he said, I'm going to return to my house. Verse 45 said, then when he, then goes he, here you go, he, and take with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Oh, he going to move back in. He going to bring his homies. He going to bring his buddies. He going to bring all his other little wimps and demons and stuff. And, and notice what the language, how the language of the Bible said. When that fellow come back to his house, he enter in himself and, and, and they enter in and they dwell there. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And the Bible said, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. It, it, was, it, was that, it was like that in their day and time. And the Lord says it's going to be the same way in this wicked generation. We are dealing with the same thing that they had, they dealt with, dealt with back then. The devil leaving and coming back with his friend. You got to make sure when he's thrown out that you don't let him back in because he's not coming by himself. Y'all follow me? He want his customers back. So that's my, that's my topic for the day. He want all his customers back. He want you back. He want to get back in business. He wants you to get back in the sin business. He want to get you back into doing wrong business. And the saints don't even know what's happening. They don't know that the devil want them back. But, but my job is to wake God's people up. To show you the light that he wants you back. I'm not going back to my old ways. Can you say amen to that somebody? That's the way I feel this morning. Satan, you can't come back in here. Once you, God, I want you getting rid of, getting rid of that devil. Believe, please, don't let him come back in because he's not coming back in. You, you, you hate. You seen children move out, move away from home, go out, and they, they, they try to make it on their own, and sometimes they can't. And, and, and while they out there, they make friends. They want to come back and sometimes bring their friend back. Oh, my goodness, it's one thing for you to come back, but you come back and you bring somebody with you. That's too much, isn't it? We might can deal with you till you get on your feet and you go again, but when you bring somebody with you, Oh, my goodness. Amen. We can't have that. Don't come leave and leave home and come back home with two, three children, two, three babies, two, three boys, or two, three this or that. We, amen. That's just too much. When you left, you left by yourself. Amen. So here the devil, he left by himself, but he came back with plenty of friends, plenty of company. Amen. So he wants his customer back. Keep that in mind. Satan wants you back. I want to serve. All of us knows this more than that. Satan wants us back. 
Can he have you? Do he have you? Is he at you? He's at all of us right now. He wants all his customers back, just like AT&T does, just like T-Mobile, just like DirecTV, Letter. They want you to come back to their services. And I remember, not, it don't happen to everybody personally, but my experience with some of these uh, 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 media, uh, that just didn't work for me. And I was out with another service, and by me being on the road and out of town and in other cities and stuff, I needed a good provider because some of those roads that I go down, my phone would go dead and I couldn't get services. If I break down, I need to call somebody for help. I hate to have to get out of a truck and go knock on a neighbor's door and say, can I use your phone to, to call somebody? And so I found myself a lot of areas that I got in, the provider that I was with, my phone, I was I entered into a lot of dead zone while I didn't have signal. I said, oh, I got to do something about this. I got to do something about this because I'd be somewhere everywhere. And so I got a provider that wherever I go, I have services. So here it is. And, 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 and although I get letters in the mail, come back, we'll give you a, a package for five lines, a package for four lines, a whole family line. I, I said, no deal. I don't want you back because I, I, I remember the experience that I had when I was with you. Am I making sense to anybody? I remember that experience. I ran into dead zone. My phone wouldn't get signals. And I was afraid if I broke down that I'd be out there for a while. Amen, somebody. So here what the devil is doing. He left, but he wants to come back. And I want to encourage all of you, don't let him back in. Because when he come back in, you're not going to be the same. You're going to be worse than you were before. You think you was bad. Oh, you're going to be super bad. You think you was drinking. Oh, you're going you, you gonna to be the world's drunk now. <laughs> you're going to be the neighborhood drunk. Oh, you think you were this. You're going to be worse than you were in the beginning. Isn't that what the word, word say, y'all? So he wants all of his customer back. Let me go just a little bit further. I'm going to show you something there. How bad did he want us back? Turn with me to the book of Peter. First Peter, the fifth chapter. Look at this. Look at this. First Peter, the fifth chapter. Here, brother Peter is warning and encouraging his, the, the saints here uh, what, we should, what we should do because he wants all of his customer back. First Peter uh, 5, verse number 8. He said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. He, there it is. He wants all of his customers back. He wants you back. He wants me back. He wants all that he had before he wants them back. But I thank God for Jesus. We've been warned by the word in the word of the Lord by the apostle Peter. Amen. That, that he said, be watchful, be sober. Clear your mind up. A lot of people's mind just not, they're not sober-minded. Sober, you, you don't have to be drunk on alcohol, but you can be drunk on yourself, drunk on pride, drunk on, just drunk on you, too much of you, too much of uh, arrogant you, or just drunk. Can't nobody talk to you. Amen. But he said, be sober. And be vigilant. We got to forever keep watching. Y'all know the Lord said what? Watch as what? Well, let's pray. Watch. What are you? What are we watching for? We got to watch for the enemy. 
Our adversary, the devil, who's trying to destroy all of God's people. Watch, watch, watch. That's the word of the Lord. Jesus said, watch, and we're doing everything but watching. If we've been watching, you would have saw, amen, trouble coming your way. The man, the enemy trying to slip up on us, had we been watching. He said, if the man, the good man of the house been watching, then he would have saw the thief coming. But by him not being on his watch. And so many of us today, brothers and sisters, we're not on our watch. I thank God I'm watching. I watch everything. I'm watching as well as pray. I'm watching the enemy. I'm watching everybody. I'm watching my neighbors. I'm watching everything because the Lord said, watch as well as pray. I'm not just got my head up in the air. I'm looking all around. I'm looking at what's going on in our world. I see how our world is changing. It's changing, and it's changing for the worse, not the good. It's changing for the worse. And I see it right before our eyes, how they are uh, into plans that they'll implement. We got to be watching, brothers and sisters. Keep on watching. Stay on your guard. Stay on your watch. And look around and see what's happening. Our world is so evil. A lot of our leaders, they're so evil. I was listening the other day to uh, the people that I studied with and follow how that, you know, you just got to know what's going on around you, not just in our world everywhere, because our world is leading to one, one world order. We all headed the same way. They're all trying to get us ready for the one world order. That's what the devil is doing. And how a lot of countries, everybody talking about gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. Gun, we do have a problem with guns, y'all. There's a lot of problem with guns. Some countries are abandoning guns when you can't even own a gun. You can't have a gun. can't get a gun. And I, I be watching all this, and I've been studying with people to, to, to keep me abreast of all of this, of what's going on with the guns. Why America is pushing more and more to get rid of guns. For it all over and done with, we're going to be just like a lot of other countries. We won't be able to own any type gun. I, I'm talking about, well, I know the, the, the bad ones, are, you know, the uh, all the, the, the assault weapons and what have you, people don't need. But you won't be able to own a shotgun. You won't be able to own a pistol. You won't be able to own a rifle. The, the country is going that away. Some countries I know that already have banned guns. I didn't know that um, Canada, Canada is uh, is have gone all this way of banning out banning guns. You can't own a gun in Canada. Nobody in Canada, a citizen, can't own a gun. But they still have crime. See, the devil, he ain't gonna stop doing wrong. If they ain't gonna kill you with a gun, they'll kill you with a knife. If, if, if you gonna take all the knives away, if you take the knife away, they'll kill you with a fork. If you take the forks away, they'll find some kind of way because the evil is in their heart. So in Canada, they banned guns and they still got crime. Another country, show you how crazy our world is getting. This country right there, I was uh, listening to the other day, uh, Colombia. Colombia, the president over there. They got a new president in Colombia. Y'all can Google this because y'all like to Google things. The new president in Colombia, they they banning guns, all kind of guns. Only private can have guns. It's a it's a military and a police officer or something of that nature. But citizens won't be able to buy handguns, just a pistol. They banning guns. But look, look, check this out. The way what the devil has done in, in Colombia, they banned guns. The president did, but he legalized drugs. See how our world is going so crazy. They banned guns, but they legalized uh, methamphetamine. 
No, no, no. I'm showing, trying to show you how our world is just upside down. They're just crazy. Legalize guns, but they, but they, they. I mean, they, they, they ban guns and legalize the youth of meth. And I looked it up and checked. They legalize cocaine is legal, marijuana is legal, and other drugs are legal in Colombia. That's a world, uh, one of the world largest producers of drugs anyway. So they legalize cocaine, legalize marijuana, legalize other drugs, but they ban guns. You, the God said, watch what as well as pray. So what's happening? What's happening? And it's slowly drifting this way. When you see people pushing for, uh, the, when we find our country legalizing drugs here, little by little, little by little, over in Arkansas, they're trying to legalize uh, 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 marijuana, use of marijuana. Oh, it's innocent. It ain't going to bother you. It ain't going to do nothing. We're going to have a lot of crazy folks going walking up and down the street. What the devil is doing, they'll take your weapon away, and they're going to get all of your own drugs. So you won't worry about what the government is doing. You're going to be so messed up and your head going to be so screwed up or you just going to be tracing, chasing drugs. So they, they take the weapon away for defense and everybody going to be, everybody hooked on drugs. Just go to the store. You see, every car you pass by, you smell some marijuana coming out the window. Just going down the street. Just everywhere. If you look, it's all in my neighborhood. Everywhere I go, every Kroger. Yeah, my nose so sensitive, I can pick up the wimp so easy. Everybody is, is hooked on this stuff. And so what the world is doing, they're pushing us more and more toward drugs so they can control the minds of God's people. You won't be no threat. You won't be a threat. People won't be a threat if everybody hooked on some, some controlled substance. So the God said, he said, watch as well to pray. And so the church folk don't even know because a lot of church folk, they using drugs too. You'd be surprised the people that are in church go to church and still dealing with drugs and alcohol. The devil is busy, y'all. He's busy. He wants all his customers back. Everybody is into it. And they want to, they say, well, I, I do it because it helped me with this. It helped with my pain. It helped me with my, uh, it helped me with my uh, 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 seizure. I had a family member told me they take, they have seizure. And since they smoke marijuana, they stop having seizure. Well, they got medicine for seizure. Why you got to smoke that? Uh, well, it helped me with my pain. They got stuff for pain. Why you got to smoke that? No, the devil is, we all are being deceived by the enemy and using something. And then we'll justify what we're doing because it's happened to brothers and sisters. Let not, the Bible said, be not what? Deceived. Don't let the devil fool you. This is why the Lord said right here, uh, he said in his word, amen, I will return to my house, amen, and, and I'm going to bring my friend with you, with me. And Brother Peter said, uh, uh, let's be watchful, let's be sober, let's be vigilant because your adversary, your enemy, the devil do not mean any of us any good. Can you say amen? He don't mean me no good, you no good. He wanted to destroy all of us. Keep in mind, he said, the devil come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's exactly what drugs and alcohol will do. And what it will do. If we can only get our children to see that. They got brilliant minds. Brilliant minds. But we're going to destroy it with substance. Lord, help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord, today. But it's going to be hard. And I mean, they bring the stuff over here by the tongue, by the truckload, come across the border, all kinds of drugs. Come, it's, our country going to be filtered, just filtrated with it everywhere. Next door neighbor, down the street, everywhere. I was talking with a lady just the other day, Sister Johnson and I. She came on our house and, and she said, I need y'all help. And we, she, we began to talk to her. And, uh, and, 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 and you know what? And the conversation got long. And uh, after it was all over, Sister Johnson said, she never did say, 
say what she needed us to do. She never did come out and say in detail and explain what it is she won't need us to do. But she said, I need y'all help. I picked up what it was. What it was is she was a drug addict. She'd been to the rehab. They got her clean. And now she's clean. And now she's struggling about to get back on it. Some of the neighbors were asked her. She said one of the neighbors asked her, uh, did she have some drugs or, or did she want to smoke some drugs? And she told her, I don't do that anymore. And, and she said, I quit. And the neighbor told her, why you quit doing something that's so good? And so had the devil messing with her mind. Why you quit doing something that's so good? And so the devil is trying to, is trying to mess with her. She, she done got off it because her life was a shipwreck. And now he's saying, why you quit doing something that was so good? And I would make you look bad, make you look stupid. Get back on. It was so good. You be so high. You feel so good. And now she's struggling. She didn't say what it was that she needed our help for. But I picked up what it was. The devil at this girl again to go back to what she was doing. We got to pray, y'all. People need help. They won't come out and say it straight. You got to be able to pick it up in bits and pieces. They'll drop it here, a little here, a little there, a little there. But we that are spiritual, we can discern anything. We got to pick it up and see that our people are in trouble. Don't, don't, don't belittle them. Don't, don't throw them under the bus. They're in trouble. And so the devil had bait the trap, and the traps are sit all around. It's all out there cheering. Can't do nothing but, but test it. And, and you know they're going to touch it and try it and see. No matter how much you tell them, don't do it. Amen. The, the fire burn, they still going to find out on their own. But we got to pray for them. Not that we 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 against them. We don't love them or anything like that. We do love them, and we try to show them that there is a better way. He said, because your enemy, your adversary, the devil, check this out, as a roaring lion. Y'all see it? As a roaring lion, the devil is like a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. But verse 9 says, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction are company in your brethren that are in the world. Your other brothers and your other sisters, the same thing that you're struggling with, the same thing you're dealing with is happening to them that are in the world. We all are in this thing together, King and say amen. We all have to deal with it. The devil is not just after you. He's after me also. Can you say amen somebody? The same thing that he brought to you, he brought to me the other day and I said no way, no deal. Can you say amen somebody? We got, we got to stick to it. We got to hold on to what God said in God's word. He wants his customers back. I'm going just a little bit further. I'm almost done. Got two more points I want to make. Turn with me to the book of St. Luke. St. Luke, the 22nd chapter and verse number 31. I just want to show you the devil is busy and he's tricking a lot of folks. I mean, good people, good people, people that you wouldn't imagine. They're being tricked by Satan that that use of marijuana, it's all right. It won't bother you. It won't do nothing. Look, this stuff, the truth be told, this stuff will mess with your mind. This stuff will mess with your brain cells. It will mess up your, your DNA. It, it do some damage. They ain't going to let you know the damage until the damage is done. So we got to pray for them. It's not innocent. It, it, it's, it will hurt you. St. Luke, the 22nd chapter, and look at verse number uh, 31. Hear what the Lord is saying. Y'all there? Luke 21. All right, let's see what God is saying here. Luke 21 and verse number, um, Luke 22, I'm saying, 22 and 31. All right, y'all got it? 
Here we are. Verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. That's what he want to do to me. Uh, but the Lord said in verse 32, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brother. Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to have you. Now, I looked it up in some of my other translations, and it read like this. He says, Simon, stay on your toes. Satan had tried to, his best to separate you all from me. That's what Jesus said. Simon, stay on your toes, for Satan had tried his best to separate you from me. I have prayed for you in this particular I have prayed for you in particular that you not give in and not you don't you that you not give out. Yeah. Are y'all listening to me? This is what he said in the, in, in, in the other translation. Simon, he's, he, he, he desire to have you. Stay on your toe. We got to encourage God's people. Stay on your toe. Watch as well as pray. We'll stop watching and we'll stop praying. Satan desire to have you. Stay on your toes. Keep watching. I'm letting down your guard. You know you're stronger than that. You know, you know you're better than that. You know too much about God to let your guard down and let these things slip upon us. And so he said, he said, Simon, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me. And this is what the devil wants to do. You have to watch people that go into isolation. Isolation, the devil knows separation is a, is, is, is a, a, a tool that he can use to, to, to get next to God's people. He's, he's trying his best to separate you all from me. Don't you know that the devil will love to try to separate you from the word of God, you from the truth of God, you from the man of God. If he can get you separated from, from, from what you're hearing, he has a better chance of changing your life. You got to first get you mad at Brother Johnson. When you first get you mad at me, separate you. So you got, you got to stop hearing me because I'm putting it out there. See, I got to get away. I got to find a way to stop them from listening to this man. And if I can find a way to stop them from tuning in, stop away from finding them or listening to him, then, then that's separation. Now I can hit them off. I can, I can get them. I can slaughter them now. I can, I can pick them off one by one. But don't y'all let the devil do that. As long as I'm in the word and we all in the word here, let's stay before God. Amen. So here he said, Satan, uh, Satan has desired to have you. But notice what I said. He said, but I have prayed for you in particular. So Jesus told Peter, I prayed for you in particular. So Jesus knew what he has invested in Peter. That look, you got to preach that great sermon on the day of Pentecost. You got to preach that 3,000 souls got saved on the day of Pentecost. And this was God plan for the church age. Now, I can't let the devil have Peter. Peter, go, he's, a, he's the one that God said, you going to preach. And Peter said, when he preached this sermon about Jesus on the day of Pentecost, folk came up and gave their life to the Lord. Out of all the apostles, Jesus picked out Peter. You're going to be the spokesperson. They're going to back you up. They're going to say amen. But I want you to deliver the sermon. Now, just think if Satan had got to Peter and destroyed Peter, what would happen on the day of Pentecost? Nobody else probably would preach that sermon and people would come forth. 
He would have messed up Pentecost. He would have messed up 3,000 souls getting saved. And that's the trick of the devil. So Jesus said, told Peter, he said, but I pray for you. I pray for you in particular. That I, what, what did I pray for? I pray that you do not give in and that you, you, that you do not give out. And you know what? And that's my prayer today for my church family and for my sisters and my brother. I pray that you do not give in and I pray that you not give out. Can you say amen? amen. So many of us getting weak. We, we need to get back on our game. We need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of God's might. That's my prayer. Jesus said, I pray for you in particular. I pray there are certain members of this church. I pray for you daily. I pray for them in particular because I can see that the enemy is after them. And that's every pastor should do that. Pray for your parishioner. Pray for your followers. And those that seem like they're getting weak, pray for them. Jesus told Peter that I pray for you. And I pray that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brother. When you when, when, when this prayer gets to going forward, that you be a better person, that you be a stronger person. When you get strong, reach back and help somebody else. Isn't that it, it what it's all about? When God delivers you, try to help somebody else get themselves free. Try to help somebody to get their lives together. It's hard, saints. It's hard. Don't let nobody tell you that this way is not hard. It is hard. But you know what? You can do it. By the grace of God, by the help of God, we can do it. I won't tell nobody it's a cake, it's a cake walk. Holiness is not a cake walk. So many great men have started out and they failed. So many great women have started out and they failed. It's not a cake walk. It's a walk, and we can walk it by faith, Amen. but it ain't easy as folks say it is. Amen. The only way we can stay on it is by the help of God. And I said, by the help and grace of God, Lord, I thank you that I lasted this long. I thank you that I'm, whole, I'm still holding on. Amen. I thought one old lady, she said, she said Brother Thomas, I, 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 she said, I might give out, but I won't give up. And sometimes we give out because we just get weak and we just have to go on with the Lord. But she said, I ain't quitting. I'm not quitting. I can understand that. I keep the faith. The Bible said, if we keep the faith, if we keep the faith, we will see Jesus. And we will have a crown of life laid up for us. All right? I'm, I got one more. I'm going to let y'all go. Look at, look at, we still in John, 1 John, new, still in the New Testament. He want all his customers, customers back. Y'all got to know that. He wants you back. He wants you back on the corner. He wants you back doing drugs. He wants you back doing whatever you are, gambling, whatever you were into, whatever he had you doing. He wants you back. And he after you, he'll never stop chasing you. He'll never stop setting traps for you. He'll never stop uh, baiting the trap and getting other folks to lure you in. So the lady that came by said, I need y'all help. I know what she needs. She needs us to pray for her that her faith fails not. Don't go back to doing drugs. Don't go back to being messed up every day. Don't go back to that. The devil is alive. Satan, he wants his customers back. First John, did I give you that? The fourth chapter. Now look, take a look at verse number four. Four and four. He said right here, ye are of God. Y'all see it? Little children. And have overcome them. I'm coming back to that. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
And so John told the saints, he said, you are of God. We are. We know we have God, and I know Jesus is in my life. Somebody, you have to know that for yourself individually. I know God is in my life because I don't do the things I used to do. I don't say the things I used to say. I don't hang with the same crowd. I know God is in my life. Can somebody say amen right there? I've been a changed man. You are a changed woman in the body of Christ right now. You are of God. You know that. Don't let nobody, don't let the devil fool you. You got to God. You got God. You, you know God is in your life. You know that. You are of God, children. And check out what he said about you, little children, and have overcome them. That's where I want to go. You have overcome them. Who are the them? You have overcome them, little children. Oh, yeah, you are God, and you have overcome them. We know well from which we came. You have overcome them. Now, the them that he talking about, the them that he talking about, amen, are the false prophet. Look at, go up a little bit, just a little above that, verse number one. I want to show it to you, the them that you overcame. Verse number one said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The them are the false prophet. Hereby know we the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses that Jesus is uh, Jesus Christ is come not in the flesh is not of God. Now read that right. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, so we're dealing with the spirit of the Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already in the world. Now, what he's talking about, you have overcome them, you overcome the false prophet, and you overcame the spirit of the Antichrist. Can somebody say, Lord, I thank you. I overcame the false prophets that's deceiving God's people, putting out misinformation, bad information, wrong information, false doctrine. I've overcome them. Why? Because I can read the word for myself. I thank God I read the word. And so John said, little children, you are of God, and you have overcome them false prophets. Amen. And the them is a false prophet and the Antichrist. We have it now. We thank God I see the light. I see the light. He want his customers back. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Keep that in mind. I, I, I done got over you. I, I'm over them. And see, we still have people that are struggling with the them. I thank God at one time I was struggling with the dim. The dim had me. You know what? The dim had you at one time. He had all of us at one time. But God blessed us and delivered us. We got them now. Oh, I got I got the devil. Oh, I got him. I got him down pat. Somebody said, I saw him when he drove up. Thank God for Jesus. We got him. We got the dim. So little children, you have overcome them. But your brothers and your sisters still struggling with them. We got to pray for them. Pray for my brother, my sisters, our, our other folks that are in the body of Christ. They still struggling with the them. They just can't get their life together. Just can't sing and pull it together. Amen. They're good people, but they just can't sing and pull it together. And I'm praying for them. We overcame them, but our other sisters and brothers are struggling with them. 
into the world and into the world of things. Now, in the latter part of that, he said, now, now, how we overcame that false prophet and the antichrist, the them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's how we got the victory. This is how we overcame the them. Greater is he that, see, we got to have something on the inside that's greater than what's on the outside. And I thank God that Jesus is on the inside and he's working on the outside. Oh, I thank God for Jesus today, how he working a new work in our life. He on the inside. Somebody said, Jesus in me. Lord, I thank you for the Jesus that's in me. I got them. I got the world. The world can't do me no harm. I ain't worried about the world. I ain't worried about the tricks they got. I ain't worried about what they roll out in front of me. The world can't do us no harm because greater is he that's on the inside. This, this, this force that's on the inside of me. It, that, 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 it's greater than what's on the outside of me. Somebody say, it's in my heart. It's in my heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's in the heart. If we can just get folks to get Jesus in their heart. Get him out your mouth. Get him off the tongue. Just get him in your heart. The world can't do you no harm. You walk on by that stuff. I see it, but it's not going to hinder me. I see the devil. I see what the devil doing, but it ain't going to bother me. Amen. I see it. I see it. It's all out there. It, it ain't going to mess up me. It's not going to mess up your walk with God. And we got to teach our children to be the same way. Don't, 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 don't hide it from them. Don't try to shun it from them. Talk to them so they'll know the difference. Don't try to hide it from Park or show Park or Truth and let him see it. And so he can say, it don't bother me, mama. It don't bother me. I'm good. We got to teach our children the difference. So when they get it in their heart, they're going to be just fine. He wants all of his customers back. But great is he that is in you and he that is in the world. Simon, stay on your toes. I Satan tried his best to separate you from me. Don't you let the devil separate you from the truth of God. I pray for you in particular. Oh, I pray for a lot of people in particular. I thank God for our brethren here. They're doing better. I, I pray for Brother Sanders. I pray for him in particular. And you know what? Brother Sanders is doing much better. He's out today, uh, but he came back. But he's doing much better, and we got to go before God for some more people too. Our other brothers and sisters that are struggling, pray for them in particular that God will deliver them from the them so they'll be okay. Amen. Uh, and, and don't let the devil separate them. Amen. Don't give in and don't give out. That's something to think about. Don't give in and don't give out. And when I looked at that, don't give in and don't give out, both of them are horrible. If you, if you see, uh, the thing about uh, words are important. If you give in, that means you voluntarily, you're willing, to, willing not to fight at all. I give in. Oh, I'm, come on, take me. You can have me. I ain't going to even fight at all. Those are the ones that give in. But don't give out. Those that give out. It's in another class. They tired of fighting. Oh, I've been battling with this old condition so long. I've been struggling so long. I just gave out. Ain't no more fight left in me. You fight, brothers and sisters, to your last breath. I know it get hard. I'm tired. I get tired of preaching sometimes. But you know what? I got, I, got, I got to fight to my last breath. My last breath got to be, saints, hold on. Saints, be strong. You know, if Paul, if Paul can preach from a prison cell, I ain't been put in no prison. I ain't been to jail yet. 
they, they, Paul, they cut Paul's head off and crucified Peter upside down. And John, John the Revelation, they, they, they put him on an island all by himself. Isle of Patmos. I ain't went through nothing like that. My goodness. Yes, it's hard. Yes, I get tired. But if Paul can preach in prison and tell folk, hold on, be strong, keep the faith, God going to deliver you, God going to reward you. And this man in prison, facing, facing death, his sinners are coming up, and he's facing death, and he got a pen writing. Be strong, my brother. Said, write a letter to Timothy. Timothy, uh, uh, take care of the saints. Remind the saints of the word of God. Hey, he writing a, writing a pencil and paper. If, if we were facing that, we, we couldn't even get our thoughts together. <laughs> you know what? Hey, hey, hey we going to be electrocuted next week. I can't even get a thought together to write a letter to Mother Powell. Mother Powell, be strong. Keep the faith, soldier. I be thinking about it. They finna put the juice to me. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And so the people that were before us, they were just incredible. Incredible. My goodness, they was incredible. So I want to say, look, we get tired sometimes. We all get tired. But but we got to, our last word, we got to go down fighting. We got to go down with a good word. Be strong. Hold on. Amen. Help is on the way. Give the Lord a hand praise. Thank God for our message on today. Hope I said something. Encourage your heart. He won't all his customer back. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.